afternoon everyone and welcome to another spectacular episode of how betty davis saved my life life lessons from classic hollywood i'm moya and i'm georgia and guys we have just a little darling of a film and i i'm not saying that to minimize this film at all but it was just sweet was the adjective i came up with georgia and it's not to, and, and it, i'm making it sound trite this film it's not but it's just one of the sweetest, precious, most precious films I've ever seen, Georgia. What's today's film? Cinema Paradiso, made in 1988. How the time has flown. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So, uh, and, you know, we try to mix it up here at How Betty Davis Saved My Life, Life Lessons from Classic Hollywood. And this, with this, uh, this is our third foreign film. Uh, the last one we did was Seven Samurai, and before that was, oh gosh, it was Rules of the Game. Rules of the Game, thank you. So this is yes. our third one, Cinema Paradiso, this is in Italian, and um, we're just going to get right into it, because I mean, it's just, I love this movie. So Georgia, what do you have to tell us about this film? This movie was actually uh, filmed in the director's hometown, and it was inspired by his childhood. Okay. So the director also wrote the movie as well. Uh, his name is Giuseppe Tornatore, and it's filmed in Sicily, and it takes place uh, a few years after World War II. Mm -hmm. And uh, you have a very, very outstanding actor who plays Alfredo. He's mm -hmm. one of the two main characters in this movie. He's French, but oh. the man, it, it, yes, he plays this very gruff but lovable character. Yeah, he, he did his lines in French, and, you know, it's all, and everything is, I mean, there's some, uh, you know, dubbing there, but uh -huh. um, you don't notice it because oh. you're looking at the subtitles. So, yeah, some people will get like, oh, no, I don't want to film with subtitles, but trust me, it is worth it. You oh, don't, I, you know, it didn't bother me. Right. See, subtitles never bothered me, right. so... I was a foreign language major, had to do foreign language films, so those Ooh. never bothered me. But um, you have um, the other lead in this movie is a character named Salvatore, and he is played uh, in his childhood, in his teenage years, and also in his adulthood. And so the the little boy is just really something else. Yeah, he was he is, so cute. He, he is just such he's so precocious yeah. he's so smart and so mischievous and you can't help but love him and uh then you see then they have an, a very very handsome italian young man oh playing as a teacher he was gorgeous oh gosh he was like a oh lot my of God. italian guys are just gorgeous aren't they though mm. i agree oh my gosh after, after and, i'm black obviously so after the black man the Italian man, the, oh my gosh, you're delicious. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, you've got great taste. <laughs> and, and then we have um, Jacques Perrin, who in real life, he is a real life famous filmmaker oh, who plays wow. who plays Toto or Salvatore as an adult. And he is also French. So this is okay. a French and Italian collaboration. Okay. And uh, you have a, 
oh my gosh, an amazing music score by Ennio Morricone and his son Andrea collaborated together. Mm -hmm. And the music is just so very... And this movie was actually credited as revitalizing Italy's film industry. That's how big this movie was to Italy. Mm -hmm. And probably a lot of you know, I remember back in the day when I would uh, watch the Academy Awards every single minute of it. Mm -hmm. I remember when it won the Oscar for Best Foreign Language Film. It also won an award with Cannes for the Grand Jury Prize. And then also got five BAFTAs. And so, and countless awards. Okay. If you you just said, hold on to that though. You just said something. Back in the day when you used to watch all of the Oscars, girl, now it's so bad with filmmaking, especially Hollywood. I don't even know the Oscars have occurred until like that week or like the next week, like something happened. Of course, we know the the, the slap heard around the world with uh, Chris Rock and Will Smith. But before that, you're right, girl. Like the Grammys, the Oscars, you would wait for those awards but now i I don't even know what's going i don't care you know like nobody cares there's so no one watches these things anymore they're these used to be events and they're no longer like that yeah i have a couple of things that i just wanted to say about the whole movie going experience because over the years you know it used to be an occasion when you would go to the theater yeah now it's kind of fast food experience yeah it's kind of like you know, it, right. uh, you know, right, 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 right. Yeah, it's, it's lost its, it's, it's magic, lost. you know? It has, it really has. Well, I'm going to get into the plot. Um, this movie, like I said earlier, takes place in a small Sicilian village a few years after World War II. So the central character, Salvatore, they call him Toto. This is, this is really a, more of a coming-of-age story. Right. We see him as a very rascally, charming, precocious little boy. He's fascinated with the local movie house and with the films themselves and he befriends the theater's projectionist alfredo who becomes a father figure to him and we follow uh him as he goes through his teenage years he falls in love he begins filming and he's using a home movie camera to do that uh he goes on to pursue his future as a filmmaker and we see him returning home for the first time, decades later, to attend Alfredo's funeral. There's no spoilers there because they showed mm-hmm. at the very beginning. And then he also learns about a very, very heartfelt gift that mm-hmm. Alfredo has left him. Yeah, and it, this gift is in, encompassed in hilarity. Uh, and it'll make sense when you see the whole thing because I was cracking up. Um, it's funny too. It's, 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 it's very sentimental, but it's not, uh, what they call it? Sappy and over melodramatic. It, you know, and, and even though we're in America or wherever you are in the world, we can all relate to growing up and having special people in our lives that shape us. And, um, you know, and, and growing up, just having to grow up and making those tough decisions, right, Georgia? Oh, yeah, Moya. Yeah, we always think back on some figure in our childhood who had such a big influence on us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and the, the, another person even outside the family who have maybe right. taken us and, you know, just saw some potential in us and right. all 
this is just a very beautiful relationship mm. between Toto and Alfredo. It's, it's really lovely. So the first half of the film really concentrates on their relationship. Mm -hmm. So I think um, one of the things that I think was the goal in this movie was I think the director wanted to show how um, movies at that time and art yeah. Uh, it was such a huge central thing in the lives of these people, especially in these villagers. They were forced to manage yes. on very little. Yes. And they didn't have very much. And so to them, this was such a huge thing to them. It was a very communal experience. Mm -hmm. Didn't you notice that, Moya? They would like, when there was humor, they would all laugh together. Right. When there was something poignant, you know, right. they would right. just all. Like, it was like their <laughs> second church. Like you went to church. And commune there and, and did all that, which you do there. And then they went to the cinema and emoted probably more than they did in church, unfortunately. Yes, they did. You can also see the church's influence, too, yes. you know. Yeah. And this movie moved. was hilarious. And, and it was funny without trying to be funny. Just now laugh here. You know, it was it was so real. That's what I was, what I was trying to say. It was genuine. That's the word. It was a very genuine movie. Sincere. A very it, sincere movie. It was, you know, and I thought, like, it, it, it kind of reminds me of how often movies end up shaping our lives. Yes. Mm-hmm. I totally, I totally agree with that. And uh, superbly acted. It, it was almost, it had a documentary feel to it. Not 100%. But I, I felt like you know, you that we. I was watching someone I knew, and that's why I said the acting and the and the directing because you connected with the characters. It didn't matter if you were male or female, you connected with the characters, and I almost felt like I was watching, uh, somebody's life unfold. Well, you were, but I mean, I felt I was invested in the characters, and that's so rare with movies to and totally uh, be invested in the character. Like, like I haven't been at it like, it's like TV. Like Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, where you are totally invested in the characters, but you know you you know you're gonna come back for the next episode. But it's rare for a movie to get you so invested in the characters. You know, very few movies can do that. I think that's one of the reasons why, if you look at the reviews online, people have such a strong connection to this movie mm -hmm. because they will not only see it over and over again, yeah. but they feel like it. It's the sentiment, the um, beauty of it. There's the romanticism. It, there's the you get the feeling of the escape of it. The cinematography is also gorgeous. And it there's one scene especially I like where you have all these Sicilian fishermen and they bring their boats in to watch mm -hmm. this outdoor movie. And it is just the most captivating yeah. scene. Absolutely beautiful. Mm -hmm. So much of it is very very pretty. Oh yeah. And, uh, yeah, um, so it's um, one of these movies where people just love it because they feel like it captures a lot of the magic of a movie-going experience that is, sadly, it's just something in our memory now. And yes. we just, it's very nostalgic because we look back right. on it with so much, you know, with such pleasure about how all those memories were, you know, from when we were younger. So I think that's one of the reasons why this has captivated so many people and why they have such affection for this movie. And and I would say that, you know, sometimes we, all, we don't always just jump on life lessons in our podcast, but 
this movie is ripe with life lessons. I mean, gee whiz, it could just, you know, insert here in a dictionary, Cinema Paradiso for life lessons from a film. But like she said, it's a coming of age, it's growing up, uh, it's love and lost on, on different levels. There's a beautiful intimate relationship between uh, the little boy um, and, and um, Alfredo and um, then the mother and the son. Then the the boy is a teenager or a young man with this girl, and we'll get into that in a minute. Um, and you know, I try not to look at too much stuff, reviews and everything. But like you said, George, the nostalgia because when you hit a certain age, nostalgia comes as I don't know about you, but it punched me right in the face. You know, it just jumps on you, and 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 it has to. It, it's only with a certain age. I would say, Georgia, when I hit about. Uh, late thirties, forties. I really started getting nostalgic for all sorts of things. When, when did your, if ever, nostalgia kick in for any for anything? Oh my goodness! I, I it has it gets more and more as the years go by. I mm -hmm. find it's happening in a more intense way. But I think um, probably yeah. I think in my forties maybe. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think, you know, how they say life begins at 40 and all that. I think I started to get like, yeah, I think 40s and 50s. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Very much so. I think and it, it just keeps increasing, to be perfectly honest. Right. And the more you realize, especially of people dying around, like the older people, uh, your your loved ones, then you really get nostalgic and start remembering all the good times and the bad, but mainly the good times. And and so this movie encapsulates. That's why it doesn't matter what background you're from. It's gonna get you right there if for the nostalgia uh, theme of it, and nothing else. Oh yeah. Um, so if you you know want to see something that you know makes you feel good, and uh, it takes you on a journey, um, and is a beautiful escape. I highly recommend this movie. And one of the things that I have to say is um, when you talk about perfect endings to movies where I felt that it really wrapped it up. By the way, uh, Moy and I saw the theatrical version, which is short. It runs just barely over two hours. There is a longer director's cut, which does run three hours. And it concentrates more on the love story. Mm. However, getting back to this one, they both have the same ending. And... I think the ending for this movie, in my opinion, is really perfect. Yes, perfect. Uh, I think it's a, it's a touching commentary on life and love, and it's a keepsake and it's a reminder of their time together between Toto and Salvatore. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, Toto and yeah. Alfredo, the time they came together. Mm -hmm. So I thought it's wrapped up beautifully, and I really, I, I you know, you see this and you see, I think everybody has this reaction to this movie. It's just the most perfect thing. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Oh, I think that's yeah. why it leaves, because it leaves you in a, in a good place, right. I think. Is and what and I'm I hope to... we're not making it sound sappy. It is not sappy. It's, it's not, hilarious. It's, it's relatable. Um, Georgia touched quickly on a love story, because she's right, there's, there's two different cuts. Um, and so, in the love story... I mean, it's a typical love story. Boy meets girl, and they fall in love, and, you know, things happen and stuff. Um, and we want you to see the movie. We're not spoiling anything. But if you see, I believe it's the director's cut with the with the 
Okay, I, am I spoiling? I, I, okay, I'm going to stop. Because in a director's cut, you will see what happens uh, more with the love relationship. And girl, you're like, oh my gosh. And I was trying to think, I know there's another movie. Guys, y'all hit us up on Facebook, How Better David Saved My Life. There's another movie where there's a couple and they get separated. And I'm trying not to say too much. And 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 things... Okay, I'm going to stop because if I say it, then I'm going to give it away. But it, there's, I know there's a movie, Georgia, on a, and it's on the tip, tip of my mind, where, where you're so invested in a couple's relationship. And I... Oh, no, I'm, I can't remember it right now because I'm trying to think about it. But he was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, this is, oh, this is terrible. <laughs> like, oh, no, no. Why, why, why? <laughs> besides, besides the soap operas. But I I know it's, it's on the tip of my It's killing me. Maybe the notebook. I was I was uh, invested in that relationship, oh, yeah. yeah. But I, I I know there's tons of them, but I can't think. So please let us know on Facebook uh, of some movies with the when when a couple you really pulling for them and you you know you want to see them together and all this stuff. So let us know about that. Um, and and I'm gonna stop talking because this may this will probably be one of our short short uh, episodes because if we say too much. Then you you know we're gonna spoil it, in my opinion. But Georgia, you can say whatever you want. <laughs> oh, thanks, Moya. <laughs> I'll give you permission to say whatever you want. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't have too much more to add, but I do want to say this. I think that there is a little bit of a danger in watching romances and love stories in movies because you get a very idealized or over romanticized oh, yeah. idea of what relationship is yes. and so you don't want to expect your own love or relationship yes. or the goal that you have in finding a mate to be influenced too much by what you see done in a movie because mm -hmm. as says in the movie he says life isn't like the movies it's much harder thank you so so I want everybody to just always remember, you know, because sometimes we get all starry-eyed and we just yes. think about moonlight and roses and, you know, yes. rose petals and all those things. You know, we think yeah. about that. But um, the course of true love oftentimes does not run straight. And, you know, sometimes you have to kiss a lot of frogs before you find your prince. <laughs> <laughs> so, Hopefully like, they're I, sexy I, Italian frogs. <laughs> oh, my gosh Boy. i Boy. know what what is in the water in italy because that like that's that's my like i said after after uh the an african man of a uh, man of african descent or whatever i like i like men period i don't discriminate but you know everybody has a preference but ever since i was a little girl i was like oh my gosh what these men are they don't look real like they like chisel like the michelangelo's and you know they would chisel them and make the david <laughs> They really effing look like that. <laughs> They're gorgeous. I know, right? <laughs> black hair. Oh my, God. oh, my God. Black, beautiful, wavy hair. Oh, just beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I think one of the most beautiful combinations, this is me, is black hair and then blue eyes. <gasps> I've never seen that. <laughs> Who has black hair yeah. and blue eyes you can think of? Who like somebody? I'm trying to know. think of who has it right offhand. Oh my oh, god. Is Hen does Henry Cavill have blue eyes? I don't think so. The guy plays Superman? 
Oh yeah, him. I, I don't know for sure, but it, it, whenever I see it, I always go. <laughs> if y'all can't see, George is making them eyes like, like, hello, like, hey, hello, sir, how are you? <laughs> How's it going, baby? Hello. <laughs> right. I'm going, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Henrik. Even though he's British, but like he could, he almost could look Italian, but because he's tall, you know, not super dark, but he, he has that almost that look. But I was wondering if he had blue eyes. So, so guys, let us know who in movies or TV. And I know there's somebody who um who looks like that. But yeah, I so I'm I just like I well, I'm a hair person. So I love hair. I love like I said dark hair and if it's uh quaffed or kind of wavy, you know, like ringlets, oh, I'm going crazy. And so um you know like on a on a a, a white guy or a European guy. Um but yeah, but I like I like dark hair. I'm not now, do you like dark hair or, or blonde hair? Do you have a preference on a guy? Um, I think, well, I like both, obviously, mm -hmm. but um, I didn't, I think when I was young, you know, the thing that imprinted on me, and I think it, this is what happens when you're young, it just kind of becomes your taste lighter, because, you know, I like surfer boys, you know, the mm -hmm. blonde ones. Yeah. And so, uh, and, and I, I have an especially a big weakness for blue eyes, so anyway, mm -hmm. um, but but dark hair, uh, oh, there's some gorgeous men with dark hair. Oh, my gosh. Oh, there's yeah. Too many. I can talk for hours. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I even like the guys who, like, if you don't have any hair. Look, I just like men. Look, I'm just being frank with you. <laughs> like, I just, I, so this, y'all, we didn't got told off the subject. I told you this was going to be a short podcast. So we got to do something <laughs> to try to at least get you to 25 minutes. So <laughs> I was, you know, the, the, the controversial Little Mermaid. I'm not even gonna talk touch that. But anyway, um, this girl was doing on YouTube. She have a channel. I'm sorry, I don't remember her name. Um, she was talking about the history of mermaids and all this kind of stuff. And um, she talked about this movie, Georgia. I I hadn't seen in a million years. Well, I saw the first one. It was called Miranda, and it was with Glennis John. And this was like in the 40s and stuff. And um, let us know on, a, on our Facebook page, have you seen this? And I love Glennis John. She's gorgeous. Uh, just very idle, sleepy eyes and that little voice, that little voice. Really underrated as a sex symbol. Um, and she's still with us, bless you. She's like 98 now. But um, And then it did a sequel, yeah. So she then they did a sequel to it like about in the 50s, maybe about 10 years later, a little bit in the 50s anyway, eight years later called mad about men so she plays a mermaid in miranda and in uh the sequel to it, mad about men she's still a mermaid but then she meets one of her human ancestors blah 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 and they switch and all this kind of stuff it's really a ridiculous movie a fantasy but it's, it's actually good it's hilarious but anyway she says the line girl she says and the name of the movie is mad about men she's like Ew, ew. She said, oh, I just love men. And I love their legs and their hair. She said, oh, I just love them. And I was like, that's how I am. I'm like, I just love them. She said, they're so delicious. Like, I'm like, yes. I was like, preach, girl. Preach. Preach. She said, she said, oh, I like the tall ones. And she said, oh, I like all of them. I was like, yeah, it doesn't matter. So, so I was about to say, even a bald one. So not no bald girl with the comb over stop it stop it but like even a man who like if he shave like if he has no hair because i love hair but even if he you know he does a you know shaves all his hair up like you know he's going bald kudos to you 
get rid of those few feathers you have on them on your head go ball and girl and he if he's confident he wears that ball head oh girl i think that's sexy too <laughs> yes it is i agree with you so <laughs> yes we totally went off script guys but oh by the way yeah go see send him a paradiso <laughs> Go by I the know. Way. <laughs> I know. We go totally off the rails when we talk about men, Moya. <laughs> you know, we rarely talk about about them. But I, I thought I didn't know if you, you would even catch that too. Because when I saw the the teen, like the older, uh, not the the teenage, the young man, um, total, uh, I was like, oh my gosh, he's good looking. And then they showed oh, him, then on YouTube, because I try not to look at too much, they showed him and the girl, Elena, like years later. Girl, he still looked good. He still looked, you know, obviously his age, but he still, if you got it, you got it. I don't care what it is. You, if you got it, you got it. He was gorgeous. Look at Georgia. Georgia's turning red. She is blushing, y'all. <laughs> like, oh my God, yes. He is Woo. good, so good looking. But Georgia, yeah, that was man candy. Oh my god! Right, 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 girl. Yeah, just really, really good looking. So, because I hadn't really seen a, um, you know, I don't look at too many foreign movies, and not because I don't want to, I just don't, just don't off the radar. So I hadn't really seen a, a, a an Italian guy in a long time, like you know, either on TV. I don't see, I ain't gonna see no one in Houston, Texas, like talking about it, but. You know, I hadn't seen one on film in a long time. I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot how good looking they were, you know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So <laughs> well, we are sorry. Thank you for our for participating in our lust fest over <laughs> over Italian men and men in general. But no, I thank God for men, men or and, and and this will it's Father's Day today. So shout out to all the fathers. We're recording this. Um, we usually record on a Saturday, but we had to record on a Sunday. So this Father's Day will have passed by then. But shout out to all the dads who are doing it, holding it down for their families. We cannot do it without you. Uh, I am a guy ally, and um, thank God for you, men, and especially the dads out there, because you, you, you know, they throw roses at women's feet. No, you are. You are the backbone, and you are the you are the strength of the family. I know they want to give that title to the to the woman, but it's supposed to be yours, Dad. So take it back if you ain't got it. Take that sucker back. Well, anyway, Georgia, you got the last word as always. Oh boy, I sure enjoyed this, and I want to encourage everybody to watch this movie because it is uh, just a movie that is going to be fun and mm -hmm. it's going to be funny. And it's just, it's sweet. But like Moya said, it's not sappy. Yeah. And so so give this movie a look. And don't let the fact that it's got subtitles oh, no. scare you away. Because what? it'll you know a beautiful little journey to Sicily. Which I had, didn't know what Sicily looked like. Now I do. Yeah. So yeah, but it's beautiful. You know, it's, it's an island, you know. And yeah. I mean, it's just gorgeous. So, so yeah, it's a beautiful little escape. So if you can't. Get away for a vacation right now. Take a vacation in Cinema Paradiso. Absolutely. That's a wonderful idea. Well, thank you, guys. Cinema Paradiso. It's on Amazon. Um, what? Voodoo? Apple TV? Yes. Yeah. So take a look at those. Well, you guys have a great time. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We look forward to seeing you again. I am uh, Next movie is in the heat of the night, right, Georgia? That's right. So we go from the... From the exotic or the adventurous streets of Italy to the 
dirty, dirty South in the sixties. <laughs> Ain't no Italian men there. No. no. They got something else there. So <laughs> so in the heat of the night, so Sydney Portier and Rod Stargo. That's our next movie. You guys take care for how better day would save my life. I'm Moya. And I'm Georgia. And you guys have a great one. We love being with you. See you next time. Show them the ways to live to Hollywood. It's a Hollywood.